we're recording, so that's our first line. <laughs> Good morning, Shannon. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie Larkin. I'm the founder and executive director of Girl Talk. And I'm Shannon White. I'm Girl Talk's program director. And we will be your co-host of the podcast, Love Girl Talk. Shannon and I not only work together, but we're also dear friends. We've known each other now for almost a decade, which is a little crazy to think about, but it's been really Ooh. fun. Decade. <laughs> Decade <laughs> friendship, joyful, beautiful friendship. No so fighting whatsoever. Shannon loves working with me at Girl Talk. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we've been friends for nine years. We've built Girl Talk up from the ground together over this length of time. Um, it's been really beautiful. Um, and at the same time, Shannon and I are very different. Um, I'm a proud New Jersey girl uh, from a big family. I have three older brothers. I have two sisters-in-law and six nieces and nephews. No, sorry, eight nieces and nephews now. And they are the loves of my life. Um, I love board games, taking what some would say uh, too many pictures, but I think they're just enough. Um, and I love um, having fun, spending quality time with good friends and building Girl Talk. Um. And like Julie said, uh, I think we are quite different. She's got the red hair. I got the brown hair. She's a proud Jersey girl. I'm a wicked proud Massachusetts girl. <laughs> um, but we both call DC home now. Um, love DC. Uh, I'm a pediatric nurse. I love learning about history. I love learning about wine and beer. Maybe you could say I just love wineries and breweries. I don't know. Um, I really like flowers. Uh, I guess you could say hydrangeas and tulips are my fave and love the $4 Trader Joe's specials. <laughs> um, let's see. I just, I love the beach. I love baking. Um, it's just interesting to see how similar and yet how different Julie and I are. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we definitely come together to celebrate the inherent dignity and value of every woman. That's something we agree upon. And that's something that we have really focused celebrating and fighting for. Totally, totally. And it's been such a joy to find you uh, to share this mission with us and our whole Girl Talk team uh, of incredible women. So we welcome you to the Love Girl Talk podcast. Here at Girl Talk, we offer a sisterhood of self-worth we do this through personal storytelling, deeper conversation, and authentic friendship. We inspire women of all ages to recognize and radiate their true value. At Girl Talk, we believe that you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. So here we are um, back from that first Girl Talk, which we'll share a little bit more with you later. Um, right now, we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We're based out of D.C. and spreading nationally. We give talks to young women on college campuses, in the high school cafeteria, the middle school library. We provide parent programming and young professional programming. We're supported financially and emotionally through friendship by those in our coffeehouse community, our storyteller society, and all of our dear friends and family. It's been the coolest journey over the years to see Girl Talk become a real community. We uh, decided to put this podcast on for all those who support us, the people who are, you know, in our coffeehouse community, our storyteller society, those people who just give us advice and um, are there to pat us on the backs and 
make our days better. Um, so we're hoping like during these tough times that we could be there for them uh, and offer them a little bit of like girl talk goodness. Uh, <laughs> I think we're also really hoping to provide a place for women during this pandemic too. The women who are just craving deep conversation or the women who are craving a community right now. We're really hoping that this podcast can be that for them. And we're hoping to talk about some fun stuff, like the power of vulnerability and what does fruitful friendship look like? Um, and, you know, at first it's going to be me and Julie in your little ear pods. Having a cup know. of coffee each morning. <laughs> there you go. Um, but eventually I think we're going to hopefully invite more people on who are in our Girl Talk community. Everybody from, you know, young professional women to single ladies and their perspective to our perfectly imperfect wives in our community and some loving mamas to hear what they have to say too. Um, but most importantly, we're here to call you to action and we're here to give you hope and maybe some tools to become better women every day. And we're here to celebrate your worth and walk with you in your journeys. Awesome. I love it. I'm really excited um, to share this and I can't wait to inspire you through stories, quotes, and conversation, reflect and affirm the dignity of who you are. And like Shannon said, call you to action and challenge you to be the best women you can be. And we'll be walking those journeys right alongside with you. Shannon can definitely attest we are still in the midst of uh, becoming the best women that we can be. Um, so we really look forward to walking this journey with you. So what do you think, Julie? Should we get talking? Let's get talking, Shannon. Woo. Great. So Shannon, I was thinking for our first podcast, we could um, just start at the beginning, right? Talk about our first Girl Talk pillar of hospitality. Um, you know, we've identified these five pillars and they, they really lay the foundation, you know, starting with hospitality. You know, we know, we always talk about this, that Girl Talk uh, women, we strive to provide a welcoming and inviting environment. And that goes for both our personal demeanor as well as our physical surroundings. Um, and we use hospitality to highlight beautiful and intimate settings. It's like so funny when you talk about hospitality, I think immediately like the physical space. I think of you know, the flickering candle and the warm room and the pillows and my like memories immediately jump back to when I was a little six-year-old girl and you know like when uh you're ha having family over friends over whether it was like for a Sunday afternoon lunch on the deck or if my family was hosting Thanksgiving or Christmas it became chore duty <laughs> like Oh my goodness. My mom would be like, all right, kids, like time to scrub the floors and scrub the toilets and clean your rooms. Like I was so mad. And I just remember my like little six-year-old self saying to my mom, like, mom, like if they really love us, they don't care what our house looks like. <laughs> and you know, it's just so funny now that I have a place of my own, you know, I get it. I'm doing the same exact thing. I'm, you know, when I invite people over, I want to have Julie's favorite candy and Kristen's favorite drink. What is and... my favorite candy? <laughs> That's Starburst. <okay. laughs> close, close. It's a toss up between Star Starburst and Reese's, I'd say. Ah, 
there we go. I was halfway there. Um, but you know what I mean? To have those personal touches for people who are coming into your home because you want your home to be their home for the evening too. And hopefully if you can make this physical place, like a place of warmth, it will, you know, help lead the conversation. If you have a hospitable environment, you can, you're more likely to have hospitable actions, hospitable conversation and allow that warm place to really change what's happening between people. Totally. Totally. I think, uh, I think your mom must've been in cahoots with my dad. He, uh, <laughs> he always wanted our house to be clean and whenever it got messy, he would say, what if your teacher stopped by? And we were like, dad, our teacher is not just going to show up at our door, but my teacher already knows I'm a mess. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. But nevertheless, <laughs> um, it is funny looking back and, and I feel like I've gotten that beautiful example of hospitality from my roommates you know, with the young women that I've lived with, you know, through college and after college, you know, my roommate, Amanda will always uh, have flowers everywhere around the house and she'll literally prance around the house and just putting them everywhere. And we call Steph the domestic baking goddess of the kitchen and our house <laughs> always just smells and tastes and, and just, it gives you that beautiful, warm, inviting um, atmosphere. And it, it really does lead to that that greater sense um, that we're talking about. But um, what do you think, Shannon? Why, why are we even talking about all these physical pieces of hospitality? Why does that even matter? Well, I think that hospitality, hospitality, sorry. <laughs> I think hospitality allows for comfortability. And I think comfortability then allows for connection. You know, and I think that's why we're all here. And I think that's what we all seek. And I think we can just definitely talk from like that feminine perspective of like, we long to be loved and we long to be cared for. And we're also great providers of that love and comfort. Um, so I think that hospitality is that first invitation to let those things happen, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. And, um, you make me think of a quote, um, by our friend Angelica and she is just so wonderful. She's like a walking essence of hospitality in and of herself. Amen. Uh, <laughs> she's the best. So she says, for me, hospitality is the gracious and generous welcoming and care of another person, a friend, family member, acquaintance, or stranger. Everyone hungers in some way for food, drink, safety, a desire to be heard, a desire for connection, and a desire to belong. Done well, hospitality creates a sanctuary of comfort, just like you were saying, through a place, food, event, or conversation that leads to satisfying those innate hungers. When people are content and in a happy place, it eases the opening up of conversations between individuals and hopefully deeper relationships. And I just thought that was so beautiful. Um, and it really does. It emphasizes how we, we create these physical spaces and this beautiful environment, not just for that, that own sake, but to lead into something deeper to allow for those deeper connections and relationships. Yeah. I got the chills when, um, I don't usually get the chills. I don't have that many emotions, I swear. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. Yes. But when she says 
uh, it, uh, what is it? Satisfying those innate hungers. I think that's a really powerful line. Like it, I think that kind of, again, reflects into it, it goes so much deeper than just the flickering candle. Like it goes into like the flickering light of your soul as well, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. I think yeah. that's really powerful. That's really powerful. I love that. And those, I mean, those innate hungers that, I mean, <laughs> it's funny looking back, you know, um, that's why Girl Talk started. That's, that's mm-hmm. the whole reason we even began this and, and not knowing where it was going to lead, but because of that innate hunger, you know, the girls that I was meeting in Ryan Hall and your residence hall when you were a freshman, you know, I, I recognized that and I saw that there were really scary things going on and there were, there were beautiful, smart, talented women who were totally doubting their self-worth and doubting who they were as women, as human beings, and just really feeling alone and scared and unworthy of love. And I mean, that's why we had the first girl talk. I mean, you remember when I showed up at your door, right? And mm-hmm. um, I just really wanted the girls to know that they were not alone in their struggle. And that's why we had the brownies. That's why we had the pillows and the lights. And, you know, that was that was the way I, I thought to, to say, okay, I'm going to come and I'm going to share my stories. I'm going to, I'm going to open up my heart and be vulnerable. Oh, the scariest thing. But, but just so that they knew, look someone else has gone through what you're going through. I understand other people, there are sisters, friends, people in your lives who, who get it. You're not alone. And, and I think that even those physical pieces of the environment, um, helped facilitate, um, the girls walking in the door just to feel really comfortable and, and to take off that pressure. Yeah, definitely. I remember being that freshman girl and, you know, I came from, a loving, supporting home. I went to the college of my dreams. I was having a great freshman year, but you're all lost and you don't know what you're doing. And there's no game to play, but the comparison game, like, how is she doing it? How is he doing it? And, (laughs) you know, it's, I remember as a freshman girl beating myself up because I wasn't an A plus nursing student who wasn't passing pharmacology and pathophysiology and anatomy all at the same time. And I remember you know, even just being a girl and looking at the plus, the, the size two girl walking down the hallway with the boy in her hand. And I'm just like, well, size 14 girl over here is going to close the door because I don't want to look at that. And, you know, I just remember those moments of the small moments of like a woman's mind where you just play that comparison game. And, you know, I remember when you showed up to my door with my little handwritten invitation and promised me cupcakes. <laughs> Always and cupcakes. I was just like, oh, nope, don't want to go. Thanks. <laughs> but decided to go anyways for you and the cupcakes. Thank and you. it was that. I remember bringing those small little heartbreaks to the first ever girl talk feeling overwhelmed, feeling nervous. And even though I was feeling those things, the second I entered that room, I was immediately welcomed and I immediately felt included. And, you know, that was just the start. And then, you know, Julia, oh, I still kind of do, but I used to look up to you as- Hey, 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 you say that. 
I still do. I still do. We're more equals now, but you know, like I, I used to look up to you as the girl who had it all, like the student leader who was so involved, who's beautiful, who was smart, who could talk to a brick wall. And (laughs) I wanted to, (laughs) and I wanted to be that. And then all of a sudden, when you shared your stories, like your joys, your heartbreaks, your breakups, your makeups, your, it was just like, wow, she's human. And it gives me permission to be human too. And I think that was the first night that I had really ever heard somebody who I barely even knew look me in my eyes and say, you are worthy and you are gold and you are ravishing. And I can quite honestly say that those conversations and that hospitality and that inclusivity changed the trajectory of my life. Like, I wonder what kind of woman I would be if I wasn't in that room that night. Or I wonder what kind of woman I would be if I didn't hear those stories. Um, You know, I think that is just like a true example of what pure inclusivity looks like you know, especially in a world with nothing but exclusivity, Um, you know, to say yes to somebody and to say, I see you to somebody or I hear you just really melts away a lot of shame and allows for those hospitable moments to seep in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I could listen to you talk about girl talk all day. Um, you're just reminding me of, um, conversation I had with my friend Mary and you know we always used to joke in college that um joke but in a very serious way you know when was when was the last time someone really looked you in the eye and said I see you I see all of you your brokenness your goodness your humor your joys everything um and it really is I mean what a gift what a gift to have that um and then our our you know our dear friend Zia who we love so much um she always says that we all, we've all got something, right? We all have some brokenness in some way. We all have something going on, a struggle, a fear, something happening in our lives. And we all need that soft place to land. And I love that she coined that phrase, you know, that girl talk is that soft place to land. And that's why we emphasize the hospitality. That's why we have these, these messages and this, this comfort and this welcoming environment, because we do want the girls to have that soft place. We want them to be seen and heard and like your experience, you know, to, to know that someone sees me as worthy and valuable. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was uh, quite a surprise though, at that first one, you know, I obviously wanted the girls to know that they were not alone and to share this special experience with the pillows and blankets and stories. Um, but I thought it was just going to be a one-time deal. And um, I can't tell you how surprised I was at the end of the night when they all said, okay, Julie, when's the next one? And as you know, the end of the story, you know, then Girl Tech became my life and we had another coffee house and another dorm. Nine (laughs) years later. (laughs) Nine years later. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, and it just kept snowballing, you know, we had a Girl Talk Coffee House to talk about relationships, a Girl Talk Coffee House to talk about friendships and boyfriends and self-worth and body image and family and, um, you know, self-doubts and what do we do when we're feeling unworthy? It's any topic under the sun um, and always from that personal lens. And again, we're, we're always interested in building those deeper connections and keeping it personal. 
Um, so we've had a lot. It's it's been a cool journey, as we know, and um, I'm so excited to share more with everyone as we go. Um, another fun, quick uh, little anecdote: um, as we had more of these coffee houses, I loved going up to HFA in New Hampshire. What was that? Two years, three years ago? I think three, three, three years maybe. 2017. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting to see like what little things they were middle school and high schoolers and. It's interesting to see what little things they pick up on. Um, and I think they definitely soaked up all of the conversation, but they also so appreciated the little things that we did to them for to make that hospitable environment, you know? Totally. They loved it. I loved, we, well, you know, because it was... Um... It was right outside Boston, right? So we're like, oh, what do they love? They must love Dunkin' Donuts. So we brought in a ton of Dunkin' Donuts, remember? And oh my gosh, that line was so long. But we got the donuts and brought them in. And I just loved, I love seeing the girls' faces. And they looked at us and they go, are those, are those donuts for us? And they <laughs> felt so treated. It was so cute. And, um, and so it was great. They just loved that we were taking care of them. And then I, it was great when we went back a couple months later, they really rolled out the red carpet for us. I mean, remember they made posters for you, me and Gina mm -hmm. and everything. That was the most popular I have ever <laughs> felt in high school. <laughs> I felt like a queen just rolling through with these little middle schoolers and high schoolers, like cheering us on, like Julie, Shannon, Regina, welcome. <laughs> so good for our egos. Oh my gosh. Maybe too good. Um, I think, yeah. um, during this time of a pandemic with COVID, I think it's, we can't necessarily open our homes for people right now. Um, and I think there's still plenty of ways that we can still be hospitable to our friends and our families. So we're asking you, how are you gonna do that? And we have some challenges for you as well. Um, Ooh, scary. So not first scary one, <laughs> not scary challenges. Um, but first one I have is writing letters. I think a really cool way to almost visit somebody without visiting is giving them a piece of mail. Everybody loves mail. And it's really cool when they open it up and they see your hand, your handwriting and know that you actually took several minutes out of your day to think of them and write this for them. And it's a really good time for you just to put your thoughts and feelings down on paper and explore those emotions. Um, and like I said, I think it's offering them a little piece of home or offering them that little bit of warmth when you write that letter to them. Totally. If you, uh, if anyone needs a mood booster, send Shannon your address and she will uh, affirm the heck out of you. It'll, <laughs> it'll be great. Um, something that I thought of as really cool during this time in ways that I felt more at home and I'm sure everyone is on Zoom or Google Hangouts. I've had more conversations with friends that I've known for years in the past month than I have in a really long time. Um, and just getting on Zoom with my family or my college friends has just opened up this, again, this inviting door. I felt so at home. Um, so, you know, something that Shannon and I encourage you is that maybe during this time to, to reach out to a friend that you haven't talked to in a while, you know, hop on Zoom, hop on a phone call or FaceTime. And, and just create that, that really, um, that warm little visit, even just within a, within a phone call. I think it could be really great. Yeah. And uh, lastly, 
I can't believe my, my six-year-old self would be like, Shannon, what are you doing? But I think a last really good challenge is to Corona clean with pride. Oh my um, gosh. I think that we've all been, hey, I, it's, I'm a nurse. I live with another nurse. We've been Clorox. Pull out the Clorox. Pull out the Clorox. But really, I think, you know, take pride in cleaning, you know, take pride in offering a safe, comfortable place for you and your family to share because even though you might think of it as a chore like it really is making an environment that can inspire us to be more hospitable with our actions and with our conversations too I love it I love it so much and and I'd even add there just like my roommates have taught me so well you know clean the house and and put flowers on the table or put a little candle or just you know make it look warm and inviting so it's not not just functional, but also beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shannon, this has been so fun. I'm so glad we've uh, been able to chat here and we've been dreaming and, and thinking about doing a podcast for so long. And here we are doing this first one. Um, so yeah, we want to know what you think. We want you to be part of this conversation. We've been enjoying our little coffee morning uh, conversation right now together. Um, and yeah, we, we would love you to, to join us again. If you want to learn more about Girl Talk, feel free to visit our website. It's ourgirltalk.org, O-U-R, girltalk.org. And feel free to check us out. You can consider looking at the Coffeehouse community. Um, feel free to follow us on Instagram, also at ourgirltalk. Um, and then if you have any ideas or questions or topics that you want us to discuss here on the podcast, feel free to email us. That's at info at ourgirltalk.org. Um, and we would love to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we will be putting out some more content next week. I know we're sipping our coffees this week. Maybe we should pour mimosas next week, Julie. Oh boy. Just saying. <laughs> um, anyways, hope you all enjoy your week and get working on those challenges. Send those letters, make those Zoom phone calls. And Corona clean with pride. And in the meantime, we hope you do not forget you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Love, Girl Talk.